When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Burning Questions here on Fancy Football Scout. International break is drawing very slowly to a close. We've got a few matches tonight. The final few matches in the early hours of tomorrow morning as well that all of us will be keeping an eye on. We see a fully fit Hyun Min Son as part of the South Korea team this evening as well. Once again, over this international break, Andy is not with us, so I get the choice of all the guests in the community. We had TT to talk about his wildcard and about Newcastle last week. One of the other teams hot on our radars is Spurs as well. So Adam from the Above Average FPL podcast. If you guys don't follow as well, we'll make sure the link is in the description as well. So make sure you go and check them out as well. But thank you for joining me. Good evening. How has your international break been and how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, it's been it's been nice and relaxing. I took a bit of time to watch a little bit of England, but not much else, to be honest. I've been focusing on other stuff while yeah. there's about four days left of sunshine up here in Scotland. So, you know, trying to trying to just focus on the positives there. Um, so yeah, didn't made a made a small move FPL wise, but after that, not much. So yeah, going well. We had uh, we did a pod on, on on Sunday with Luke, which was good. And you know, depending on if anything changes this week, we may do one later this week. But for now, we're just chilling and waiting for hopefully Son, as you say, to get through tonight's game unscathed, and then you know, hopefully we'll be good. Yeah. Spoiler of what that early move was that you made. I'm sure people are aware. <laughs> well, I punted on Bowen last week. Um, I took a one week punt on on Bowen. So you know, Bowen to Son was was an obvious move, an easy move. Um, for me, yeah, we can talk about Sun a little bit later, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely a move. I think I think people going on Bowen, it was quite a simple move. There are a few midfielders that we'll talk about that it's maybe less easy to decide if we should be selling them for Son. But I think Bowen was definitely one of the ones that people punted on early, given their upcoming fixtures, that it should be yeah reasonable that we are deciding to move off them. Just before we dive into all the stuff this evening, if someone in the chat could just give a little thumbs up that everything sounds and looks okay. And uh, everyone else, if you can make sure you're uh, liking the stream as well as we get started. But today, what are we going to cover? What are we... Ooh, yeah, what are we going to cover today? Sorry, I thought my mic was muted on the second screen. Um, so... What we're going to start with, as always, is we're going to have a look at the fixtures for the next six weeks to start with. And then we're going to start by having a look at sort of wildcard windows. A lot of people are deciding when to wildcard at the moment. And actually, I think it's quite important to decide when you're going to wildcard at the moment because it impacts the transfers you should be making over the next few weeks. So even if you don't know exactly the game week now and you don't think it's going to be quite yet, it is actually worth bearing in mind exactly when that is going to be. We have lost Adam already there we go he's back I'm back sorry about that that's all right no worries um then we're going to have a look uh a little bit and we're going to talk about those midfielders and son whether we should be making that transfer now we've got uh, a little bit more of a clue of well now that we're getting closer to, to game week five starting so the likes of rashford fernandez um saka being the main four compared to son we'll talk about the double game week that's been announced since we were last here and then we'll have talking about our teams it should leave us more time than usual to do uh 
a little bit of chat in the questions as well. So we saw this last week, but it's probably no surprise. I think we've lost Adam again. We... I am not sure what's happening here, man, to be honest. I really don't know. Uh, I'm thinking that my video is probably quite poor as well at the moment. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, but I can't guarantee. I'm trying to work out why I can't guarantee that I'll be here in a few minutes. Time. That's all right. I will. I will. Well, if you dip out, I'll just keep talking and I will cover up. So don't stress about it. Um, okay. Yeah. So do not worry. Uh, Wi-Fi does these sorts of things. I've had to deal with it many times before. Newcastle is top of the fixture ticker, followed by Aston Villa. Newcastle, the big one, I think. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about their defence in particular. It is causing a little bit of a debate because they haven't kept many clean sheets recently. I think they've kept three clean sheets in their past 20-something Premier League games. And the data, actually, when you look at their chances that they're conceding, is still pretty good. And I think that it is still an opportunity to go on it. We're not having very many defences to go and punt on at the moment not many of them are performing very well as well so I think a lot of us are hoping that Newcastle is going to be that going forward I think you're along the same lines Adam that you want some Newcastle defense at least one yeah absolutely yeah no I you know as may have been mentioned already I don't know I was tinkering on a wild card potentially this week and you know one thing that I would have done in that situation was to you know go quite heavily in on the Newcastle defense yeah I think it, you know TT probably mentioned it last week, the attack for me and like midfield options that you've got there. There's too too much rotation. You can't guarantee minutes. Yeah. And whilst I think we'll see some rotation at the back, you know, I think I'd probably feel more secure having, you know, Trippier, Botman, Cher, even Pope like as a, yeah. as a decent option in there for sure. So, yeah, I think defence would be where I'd probably lean to go and try and just take advantage more of the fact that nobody will have more than 100% of a Newcastle defence in that, in that sense. So you mm -hmm. mop off all the points when they... You know, and they should clean. They've had you know relatively difficult fixtures to start start the season, and we saw when they had good fixtures on the back end, like straight out the other side of the World Cup, that they you know they cleaned like five out of six games. Um, you're right; it's something like two in twenty-two now for them, cleans-wise. Mm. Uh, so not great, but their underlines are still right. So I'd still go there. Yeah, I suppose the question arises is if people are needing a defender this week. Brentford at home's not one I love. Brentford are really up there in terms of their chances created this season. I think Mbwemo is actually top for non not even non-pen XG so far this season. So they are creating a lot of chances. So it, I feel like if you need to move this week because you've got nothing else to do with your team, like a few of us do, then I think it's absolutely fine to go there this week. But I don't think it's a necessity. I think game week six is more where I'm, more where I'm looking for it. The only other thing is is, is how do you feel on, on the options? Because I suppose... You've got Pope in goal, which causes debate because he's 5.5 million. I quite like him, particularly if you're wildcarding this week or you're looking long-term because he's quite good set and forget. Defensively, then Trippier, 6.5, Shah at 5, Botman, still 4.5, but is on the verge of dropping every single day, it seems, at the moment. Whether that will actually happen or not, I don't quite know. But I think I, I think they, they all have value at the price that they're at, right? I think they're priced correctly i think botman should be five and shah should be share should be five five but i think the tiering works quite well with them because i think trippier's got the most threat then share and then botman so i can't quite get to uh, trippier with my transfer plans i wish i could do you think he's worth the i suppose 1.5 over the others you're back i lost you but um, you were saying about them being relatively fairly priced. I agree with. We are struggling. Give us a minute, please. Or um, we'll just try and sort out Adam's Wi-Fi. If not, I will. It's going to be a fun pod on, on my own for it. Anyway, I will keep going until Adam potentially comes back and we'll see how it goes for him from there on out. But I suppose what I was saying around the, the Newcastle defence is looking at the underlying data from last season, 
share ha uh, Trippier had 0.35 expected goal involvements per 90. Uh, Fabian share had 0.2 and then Botman had 0.15, right? So the more money that you are paying for them each level you go up is in theory reflected in the attacking threat that they're going to get. Now, the data so far this season is actually pretty poor for all four, all three of them in terms of their attacking numbers. Botman got that attacking return in game week one. So, yeah, Botman got the attacking return in game week one. So his online data actually looks okay. But apart from that, there's not been loads. Trippier's has dropped off quite a lot compared to last season. But the opening fixtures have been, you know, pretty poor for them. They've played Manchester City, Liverpool. They played Brighton and Aston Villa in their first four. I think they were bottom of the fixture ticker looking at the first four weeks. So it's, it is... Hopefully that we're going to see a turnaround. Looking at my team personally, I can't get to Trippier. I think I'm going to end up with Fabian Sherry in my team. But if you can get to Trippier, I definitely think it's worth it. Now, in the intro, I said that I think it was worth considering what you're going to do with your wild card with who you're going to end up buying. Ooh. We are getting Adam on another device, it seems. Um, I think it's worth considering when you're going to wildcard in order to know which one of them is going to buy. And the reason I say that is if you're going to try and buy most Salah into your team in game week 10, whilst you've got Trippier in your squad, it makes things a lot more difficult, right? Because Trippier takes up a lot more budget. So it is more difficult to try and fit most Salah in. So I'm planning on, if I was wildcarding in game week 10 or game week nine or game week eight, and we'll talk about wildcard windows in just a moment. If you're wildcarding in that sort of window, it makes it makes Trippier a better buy because you can then sell him if you need to to free up the money to get Salah. Whether if you're wildcarding game week 18, 19 or 16 onwards effectively, trying to get to Mo Salah with Trippier in your team does become a little bit more difficult. Adam. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've done is I've just jumped off of the web um, and I've jumped sure. into the, the, the Zoom program now. So hopefully that's going to be more secure and better. All good. I hope. Apologies All good. for that. No worries. Basically, what I was saying is I think we talk about wildcard winners in a moment, but if you are buying Newcastle defenders, trying to get Salah into your team with Trippier is, is quite difficult. And if you're going to try and get to Salah with just free transfers and you're not going to use a wildcard to get him, you need to consider that Trippier is probably going to be make that a lot more difficult. So going Cher or Botman makes your life easier. So yes, you might not be wildcarding till game week eight, nine or even later, but it does impact the decisions that you're going to make this week. So I I mean, I can't get to Trippier anyway, but if you're not wildcarding early, Trippier, he might make Salah quite difficult. I don't think the app's done him any, any favours. Oh, no. No, it hasn't done me any favours. You we'll can try and carry on, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep cracking on. If you find a fix, then let me know. If not, I will first solo one of these. I'm sure there'll be many more to come. Cool. The next graphic we're going to pull up is, is one that I produced myself and it will be on Twitter and stuff, but it's just a useful one. It was personally about when I'm going to wildcard, but it's to talk about wildcard sort of windows effectively is when I think we should be considering wildcard. And for me, there are three real opportunities to wildcard. Now, two of them revolve around if you're buying Mo Salah. If... The Mo Salah fixture swings from about game week eight onwards are really nice for anyone who's unaware. The Liverpool swing is really good. So we might be in a position where we're starting to want to buy Liverpool into our squad. So if you're not going to buy Mo Salah, the game week 19 wildcard is probably the one that I favour. Now, of course, there'll be teams that don't have, you're not going to buy Salah, but you feel like you need to change up and up. And that's absolutely fine. But actually looking at the fixture swings, the main reason you want to wildcard is because of the way our squads are structured. Oh, you have me twice. That is exciting. Let me hide that a second. Um, yeah, it's because you want to end up buying Mo Salah. If you're not going to do that, I think you can get to most of the fixture swings without having to use your wildcard, which means the game week 19 wildcard for anyone not buying Mo Salah is probably what I would favour. The two other options that we have are game week 8 to 10 and game week 16 to 17. That is when the Liverpool fixture swing both starts and that is when the Liverpool fixture swing ends as well. It is worth bearing in mind that all of us using the wild card in game week 8 to 10 to buy Mo Salah, when their fixture swing ends in about game week 17, in order to sell him, in order to try and redistribute the money, it will be difficult for us and people who wild card that late on will, will, will have a little bit of an edge on us. So, 
I personally think the chance of me wildcarding in game week 8 to 10 is quite likely. There are positives of that. Um, it allows me to get, you know, Luton players and we'll talk about them and we'll talk about the double game week in, in a moment. Um, if I don't wildcard, if you're not wildcarding after that, it makes getting them very difficult. So game week 7 is their double game week. If you're buying in Luton players, you want to get rid of them pretty quickly after the double. If you're wildcarding game week 16, 17, you're either going to be wasting transfers on selling those Luton players again or you're going to be end up... Um, taking hits or you're just going to end up keeping them in your team so there is quite a lot going on there with around the doubles with around newcastle as well so as i say it's probably worth considering exactly what you're going to do with your wild card and it will impact when you buy luton and it will impact when you buy newcastle as well does that make sense to everyone in the chat if someone could just put a, a yes a no but yeah basically have a think about when you're wildcarding. For me, these are the three opportunities. I'm still favouring game week 10 because I don't think I can get to Mo Salah without it. And I do think I want him in from that period. Try one more time. I think this should work. And believe it or not, I'm now on 4G rather than Wi-Fi. Uh, so... I had to do that. So when I, I went to I went to Spain, I was streaming off my phone rather than using the Wi-Fi where I was, which was, I'm sure my bill is going to be crazy high. But anyway. Yeah, this should be, hopefully should be fine now. Cool. So you said you were not sure when you were wildcarding. You thought you were going to do it this week and have sort of decided against it a little bit. When when else are you... Have you thought about when else you'd play it if you don't play it this week? I think 8, 9 and 10. 8, eight 9 and 10 could be any one of the any one of the three there, to be quite yeah. honest. I'm looking at, you know, the main swings for, you know, team. it gives you a chance to get in on, on even on getting, getting advanced in on Brighton before their fixtures swing in 11. Um, you've probably mentioned already, you know, while I was sorting stuff out, you know, Villa, obviously Liverpool, you know, great opportunities to get all in on those. And actually you can, you know, I think it'd be a good opportunity for those with like Alvarez and Foden to, you know, sort of move away yeah. um, from those players as City go through what's an objectively a, uh, you know, a, a poor run of fixtures for pretty much every other team apart from City. But, you know, you, you need to open up the opportunity to have better players almost in that in that period between 11 and 18 before City blank. Anyway, um, there are just better fixtures for, for, for other teams. And Newcastle's yeah. run's still pretty good through there as well. Only really Arsenal that's a problem until like 13. Well, even Chelsea are okay, aren't they, really? Yeah. Um, and then, and then Although United. we don't want any but, of them. Oh, no, Chelsea, we need to be... Yeah, we'll be off their Chelsea assets by then completely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we want to be making a keeper change as well. Yeah, so game week, for me, actually talking within game week 8 to 10, which feels like what is going to be the most popular, game week, um, let me get, game week actually 10 feels like the one I'm going to use it in. Now, there's pros and cons of using it in each. If you do game week 10, you do miss Liverpool having Everton at home in game week 9. They do go away to Brighton in game week 8 as well. But I look at some of the other assets that I'd actually want, right? So Arsenal have Manchester City and Chelsea in game week 8 and 9. I don't particularly want a wild card in either of those because I'd be struggling to decide what to do with Arsenal. The other thing there is Manchester United. They play Brentford, Sheffield United in game weeks 8 or 9. I'm happy to keep them. And then I can end up selling them in game week 10 as well. Aston Villa is interesting. They play they play Wolves away in eight, West Ham at home in game week nine, but then you buy them for Luton at home in game week 10. To be honest, we might end up buying Villa even before then. Those of us not on wildcard, it is City as well. It gets difficult, particularly around game week 10 as well. So there is pros and um, pros and cons of eight to 10. I personally think I'll fall in, in game week 10. It also is the furthest one away. I think we can get away with it by pushing it back pack back a couple of game weeks but i am seeing a lot of talk particularly about game week eight um in particular but yeah i think i'm currently favoring our i'll our, our play it in game week 10 i think people are also looking at game week eight because it's the start of good fi really good fixes for tottenham I mean, people are hesitating on tottenham this week because yeah. of the liverpool and arsenal fixtures um but i mean some people will already have three by the time they get to game week eight but some mm -hmm. that are maybe a sitting on one some may not have still gone to a, a Tottenham defender yet yeah. and so you know if you're sitting on just one Madison probably at this at this point then you know an opportunity to triple up as we go away Luton home Fulham away Palace and then home Chelsea which I think will be fine and then Wolves and then you know tricky with Villa and City but yeah I think that's another one yeah that we need to consider in there is Tottenham 
Yeah, of course. I'll, so always, I'll always put Tottenham up there. I've already got double and I'll have triple in game week eight. I am sure of it. Saka to um, Son in eight before I wildcard feels like a, a no-brainer for me. There's plenty that are going to dead end as well because you've got that double in game week seven and people want to take a punt on mm-hmm. Luton, Burnley assets, which you know, I've got yeah. an opinion on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a different <laughs> opinion on to you. But um, yeah, so it feels like to be honest, City is interesting because they go away to Arsenal and away to United in 8 and 10. There's Champions League there. Foden and Alvarez are the ones. If people invested them, they might want to reconsider. You look at the goalkeepers. So, like, Pickford's good up until game week eight. I mean, good is a loose term of the word good. He's better than he's better than a lot of keepers. He's actually, like, 0.75 in shots prevented, in goals prevented, which is Miles better than a lot of keepers. You look at players, keepers like Ramsdale and stuff are like minus 1.8. Mm-hmm. He's actually doing okay. He's just been unlucky with a poor defence in front of him. Yeah. But then we probably should have seen that coming, to be fair. We probably should have done. It'll be, I'll feel, <laughs> even, I'll feel even worse when I end up buying my Luton goalkeeper in uh, game week seven and see how that goes for me. <laughs> game week six. Just... We'll see how that goes for me. Cool. So we've looked at a lot of this stuff before. Um just to highlight this again, people are talking negatively about the Newcastle defence. They, again, sit as the sixth best defence so far this season, despite their difficult run of fixtures as well. So I still think defensively, I suppose the question is, if you were making a defensive transfer this week, would you be buying a Botman and a share, or would you buy Udogi still or Pedro Porro? Because I suppose the fixture this week is better for, for Spurs but it's better over the next three for Newcastle and longer. Well, over the next three is better for Newcastle. I think you go longer term. I think you go longer term. I don't think you target this one specific fixture. I mean, because you're almost, you're almost just saying, I'm just going to bench them. Unless you've got someone that you can bring in in six and seven and just then, okay, you can make that call. But, you know, objectively, those fixtures are much better for Newcastle and I fully expect them to clean. Like, what what are the fixtures again? Let's just, Let's just do those fixtures one more time. So Brentford this week, okay. Then Sheffield United, Burnley, West Ham, Palace, Wolves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd expect three cleans from there, m- minimum. Yeah. And you know, realistic, that could be four or five. Yeah. Um, and not having not having any Newcastle defence when they keep five clean sheets, you just throw in twenty points away. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what we've done, Newcastle defense and we'd actually probably buy them over buying Udogi this week given the short-term fixtures you can buy Udogi in game week eight when the fixtures swing for them wildcard windows I think a lot of people are going to end up playing it in game weeks eight to ten it depends a little bit on your squad structure about which of those is best maybe how much spurs you have um there was a question just quickly I know we covered it in last week's pod but around the Champions League impact in Newcastle I think Newcastle will go full strength in every single one of those Champions League games I think defensively there is less risk of rotation but it's why Dan Byrne doesn't interest me very much because I think he is the first that is a rotation prone a rotation threat with the likes of Lewis Hall playing at left back he can play at centre back but I still think he's not been good there when he's played there. He's had pretty poor performances. So Botman, share. there's not that much backup to them. They could play Lascelles, but realistically, they need some points in the league. They've not started that well in the league. So they do need points there. And then Trippier versus Trippier versus Livermento is, is a debate, but I think Trippier will still play the majority of games. So going forward, I expect rotation. Defensively, I don't expect that much, which is why I focus on their defense going into this fixture run. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think from Trippier's point of view, I think what we're looking at is probably more 65-minute games and 70-minute games. Yeah. And, you know, that could be that could be gold anyway because, you know, if he's going to impact the game, he'll impact it all throughout the game. Fine, you miss out on the 15, 20 minutes at the end, but you could end up locking in four points where somebody doesn't and they've conceded in the part. We saw that last season a couple of times where he came off and, you know, they conceded. Centre-backs, you're right. I think I think they'll be less prone to rotate at centre-backs. Uh, speaking with Luke at the weekend about this, and it just seems to be that, you know, when when centre-backs get ro- get moved around, and I've seen it at Tottenham, right, with uh, Sanchez and Dyer and stuff like that, you get such a huge drop-off compared to moving these left-backs left, left backs and right-backs around. You just get a huge drop-off in quality. And you, you've said it, you know, they can't afford it. They need points. They need points now. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So moving a bit further up the pitch, now that we know Son is fully there and we've spoken about it, right? The Spurs fixtures in game week eight, people are going to want Spurs. And I think that's no denying it that from game week eight, we're going to want Spurs. 
But I suppose a lot of it then comes down to what are we going to do over the next three game weeks where they have the favorable, you have the favorable fixture in, in game week five. They play Sheffield United at home. Then they go away to Arsenal and Liverpool. People are considering Madison. People are considering Son even more. We can have the debate about whether we think he's going to play up front. I personally think he's going to keep that role and I know you do as well. The question is then, if you have those Manchester United assets, the Bruno Fernandes, the Marcus Rashfords, the Bakayo Sackers of Arsenal, how do we feel about potentially making the switch? I, When I saw Son score his hat-trick, I was like, right, I've got to find a way to get him in. I've got to do it. And actually, as time's gone on, I've decided I'm probably going to end up sticking with my United assets and my Arsenal assets for the next three, just based off the fixtures and partly because I already have Madison and Udogi. So... I don't necessarily want to be carrying triple up into that Arsenal-Liverpool couple of fixtures. But I know a lot of people are wondering about the Fernandes with Ashford, Saka to Son move this week. If you've got Bowen, if you've got Phil Foden, I think those transfers are much easier. I think Phil Foden to uh, Human Son is a transfer I'd make this week. I'd make Bowen to Son as well, as you said. But I'm not sure I'd sell the Manchester United or Arsenal assets this week unless you've got nothing else to do with your team I have to be objective and no bias here don't I a little bit otherwise I'd say sell Saka obviously um no I can see no I can see the the argument there I mean the games that the games that United now have coming up obviously they've got Brighton who have no right back so if we see Rashford on the left rather than you know talks of him potentially going on the right whether that's Bruno whether that's Palestri whether it's Rashford if he's still out on the left hand side you know and he's going to be up against James Milner I yeah. fancy that matchup, um, and you know, obviously against Burnley. After that, you know, Burnley were exposed by by Son last week, and yeah. you know, Rashford coming off the left again, you know, getting in behind them. Palace will be a tougher game uh, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it depends. It all depends on how well uh, United counter Brighton. To be fair, because I could say you've, you know, they've got two tough fixtures there. I know they're home, but you know, with everything that's going on at United, it's really difficult to to know what kind of atmosphere that's going to be at Old Trafford right now. Um, obviously, you know, Saka's fantastic as a player. And, you know, there's and obviously being on penalties as well. We know that. So, you know, two good fixtures there bookended by the, by the Spurs game in the middle. For me, that's a game that ordinarily produces goals. Normally, I mean, it's one of those that you'd say it's a, you know, over two and a half goals type fixture. So, I still would bring in Son. I just love. I just love the fact that he's massively explosive. Yeah. To be honest, mm-hmm. and I think it's very difficult. It's it's so difficult though because the sample size is so small. One thing you've got to think about Tottenham is that trying to compare them to last season or the season before in terms of any kind of underlying data. You know, the game's completely different for us. And Son's obviously only played that one game. So we got we are kind of making a punt, I think, with I think it is a punt actually with Son. Like we know what he's capable of, but I think in this system it's still a punt. Yeah. Uh to try and take on any one of those other those other three. Yeah, so this is what this data says effectively is we've got expected goal involvement so far this season. We've got it then filtered just again week four. We've got the opponent's XGC over the next three fixtures. So basically you want that to be high because they're playing against weak defences and then using fantasy football scout, their expected points. Son ranks bottom for all of them, apart from his expected goal involvement in game week four when he was playing up front. And if if we're certain that he's going to continue playing that, that's when he beca- he does become a really great option. His underlying data, yes, it was Burnley. And yes, he's not going to continue at 1.2 expected goal involvement every single game, but he is comfortably above the other's in all the games that they've played and the averages of them so far this season. Bruno's the he's one a, he's a far better he's a far better finisher than all of them as well yeah. from a goal scorer point of view. It's like he he outperforms his expected goals every season bar last year. Um and you can put that down to whatever you want. You can create narratives, Conte, injury, whatever. Yeah. The interesting one for me, and I know it was a difficult game and Fernandez often plays a little bit deeper, but Fernandez's goal involvement at the uh, in game week 4 against Arsenal was so incredibly low. Now, with Jadon Sancho and with Anthony as well, there is doubt about how they're going to line up. Could it be there's been a lot of talk about whether it will be Fernandez playing out on the right? Then they're going to need more midfielders and we don't know if Mount's fit to play in the midfield. So we basically don't really know what's going to happen with Fernandez. So if I was to sell one, 
I would probably sell Bruno just because he is the least unknown, the least known about what's going to happen over the next three weeks, where he's going to play, who's going to be in the team around him, and quite frankly, what that Manchester United team is going to look like on the pitch. So I think Rashford stays because those fixtures, he can get at them. I think Saka stays for the next three. Fernandes is the one that, even though his data over the course of the season is good, I just worry about his role in the team over the next few weeks. I mean, cool. I, don't, I don't hate waiting until game week eight for, for Son either. I don't yeah. hate it. I think, yeah, there's there's enough there. Bruno's captain of the side as well. So he'll he'll know that his performance... Well, I mean, Arsenal Arsenal controlled a lot of the game, actually, uh, yeah. last week. So there wasn't a lot of opportunity for him to, you know, generate that XGI. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of defensive actions that he had to do. He was very busy um, with that. So, you know, when they play... Uh, when they play Brighton this week, that he may find something similar. Uh, obviously, Burnley will be a different story. Mm. Yeah. Fernandez is the one that I'm not sure. The issue is, is when I, I plan on selling Saka for those two weeks before I play my wild card, and Saka to Son works quite well in game week uh, eight. Eight. Yeah. When they've got City, Chelsea. So that's the plan at the moment, but I don't love not having Son for this week. And if he scores again this week, then. I'm going to stare at him for two weeks, wishing I had him for both those fixtures, which he could continue to do, could t- continue to do well in as well. So it's a tough one. It feels like if, if I had only one free transfer, I know I'm going to say exactly what you did. I probably wouldn't do it, but there's a lot of us sat here with two free transfers and it does feel like a, a, a fine move. If you've got other fires to put out in your team, I don't think Fernandez to Son is necessarily a move you need to make this week. It's probably the way I'd put it. No, I can, I can, I can agree with that. Although you had, you had fires well, to put I, out I, on your team, and you did. Oh, you did. I've still, uh, Bowen. I've still got you did fires. Bowen, actually. I, I did Bowen. I've still yeah. got fires and stuff like that. But you know, the upside from, I mean, you know, looking at my team, you know, we'll look at my team. But I, I'm quite comfortable with the four that I've got at the back. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, uh, which means I'm quite happy to go with just Harland up top, yeah. and so that allows me just to to relax a bit, and that's probably what's put me off the wild card a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. I should be okay there. I'm quite comfortable there. Yeah. Um not having Madison, I'm I'm nervous about not having Madison. I mean he's top for like he's top for a bunch of a bunch of stats. Um at the moment. Yeah, he's not uh, really good. Well he's, he's basically top for top for Tottenham. He's top of XG, top for non-pen XG, top for XA, everything for Tottenham. He's just that everything runs through him. Literally everything. Threat from passes, threat from carries, like literally everything runs through Madison. I don't have him. Mm-hmm. My, my thought my thought on Madison is, and I own him and I've watched him and I'm, I'm more than happy owning him, but I don't see him. I think he'll get between five and eight points every single week and that'll be it. And it, I don't think, I don't see it. Like I don't see, well, you know, you score five goals against Burnley and he got one because of a great finish by himself. Like his data is good, but I don't see him being the type of player that's going to score like twice in a game, for example. Then don't cap him. <laughs> yeah. That's the, it's like, we just, we want the players. That, if you had a player that scored you seven points a game every week. Yeah. What would he, what would he score? 275? Yeah. 270, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, What's bad about that for seven, seven, seven and a half million? Yeah, well, I've that's got him ridiculous. and I'm ridiculous. Yeah, I'm happy with him. So that's so good, man. Yeah. One final one on this. We haven't spoken much about Chelsea. Chelsea have been, I mean, disappointing in three of the four games so far this season. And we put Luton to the sword in game week three. If you were staring at Sterling, if you if you were staring at Jackson, you're staring at their defence. We might talk about it, the defence a little bit more on your team. How would you feel about, you know, Jackson I've got and I plan on keeping, but Sterling in midfield. There are so many good midfielders. If you had the money to do Sterling to Son this week, I'm going to put you on the in the hot seat here. Would you would you not do that? Would you stay safe on Sterling, or would you make that move? Do you think? No, I'd just do it. I just I'd just do it. Like if especially if you've got Jackson, I would just do it. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting on Sterling and not Jackson, and you wanted to, I mean, the problem is the three good fixtures they've got. They're all away. Yeah. Now, like. The problem is that like, Chelsea have to win games. Like if they don't win, if, if they only win one or two, let's say they win two out of the next four, like that puts Pochettino in a really bad position um, yeah. really early on as he moves into harder fixtures. So, you know, they, they have to win games. They have to find ways to win games. And 
Sterling will be involved. Jackson will be involved. Like they'll they'll get chances, and it's up to obviously them whether they convert or not. I mean, we've yeah. seen they're already creating chances, and they should have beaten Forest, mm. but they didn't because that's football. Um, so if I was on both, I would move Sterling in a heartbeat. If I was on probably either, then I would probably leave it where it is for another couple of weeks because mm. they'll get chances. Yeah, cool. Interested to know in the chat, it is probably the hot topic of the week. There's always one. It was Sterling Madison last week. It's Son this week. Are you guys going with Son this week? And if you are, so put yes or no. And if you are, let us know who you sold in order to buy him or your plan on selling in order to buy him. Because I'm interested to see if there are a lot of people moving off the likes of Bruno, Saka, Rashford to get him or people are moving off the likes of Foden and, and Bowen in order to find find space for him in their lineup. Cool. So there was news a Bit of a surprising news, I thought, and listening to James Planet FPL, he sounds like he was surprised that the double game week got announced quite as early as it did. Game week seven, maybe not the most exciting double, but Luton have their double game week. Burnley have their double game week. So Burnley play Newcastle and Luton, both of which are away. Then you have Luton going away to Everton and playing at home to Burnley. Now, straight away when it was announced, the whole of Twitter, the whole of anyone talking about it was like, this feels like the perfect trap of a double game week that we fall into every year. Dennis King, Duffy, Weghorst, whichever example you want to pull up, it feels like that's going to be this season's version of it. However, as time went on, I suddenly realized that a lot of people like myself are going to end up with not that many transfers to make over the next couple of weeks. So I might just end up buying Luton players particularly into my team for that double. We've got their lineups for their most recent games up on screen now. People will be considering what to do with Kabore. Personally, I mean, it's not great that he didn't start, but they have had knocks at both their left back and right back who started in the most recent game. So I would bide my time on him. You're pretty bullish that you don't want to buy anyone on the screen at the I didn't, moment. I didn't, I didn't say that. I, I, was, I just feel like it's... I just feel like it's going to bite everyone. Mm-hmm. And for those for those that I mentioned, just I think it was before we started talking, like bad teams in double game weeks and very like we like we don't know like what Morris can do, right? He's on penalties. We know that. Like he still hasn't. He's only had two games. He hasn't scored a goal. He's had three games. Scored one, two or three. Scored a penalty. Yeah, but he scored a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hasn't scored from so open he hasn't. Play. He hasn't actually scored from open play yet. Um, and. I know that the the problem the problem is is that they've got in their next three fixtures they've got Wolves, Everton, and uh, Fulham, Fulham. Yeah. who are terrible <laughs> defensively, yeah. all of them. And yeah, this is a, again the reason why like Jose Sarr and Pickford are so good like shots prevented is because they're just getting battered all the time. So there is an opportunity to say you could go there now almost because you. If you're gonna get it, you might as well take four fixtures out of it. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a one week punt. I think you need. I'd want to go with four fixtures there. The reason I may or may not go there is because I've already made a transfer this week. Mm-hmm. Personally, um, no, I don't. I don't hate it. Obviously, you're getting 180 minutes. He's the captain of the team. He takes penalties. Yeah. You know, Everton are bad. Burnley are bad. Like defensively, so I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm not going to stand it. I'm not going to yeah. stand here and recommend it, but yeah, the way the way I see it is, if you're not going to wild card soon after it, I think it's a bad idea because you'll end up either having to use transfers to sell a Morris, who realistically you don't want 5.5 for a long time sat in him, or you're going to have him sat on the bench taking up money. If you've got, if you wild card now, for example, and you want to go for a 4.5 or a 4.0 bell, for example, because you want to play him in the double, that's fine. But if I wasn't going to wildcard, and we we'll talk, we spoke earlier about wildcard windows, if I wasn't going to wildcard until game week 15 or so, or I was playing it now, I don't think I would touch them outside of the 4.0 defenders just because I'd get stuck with them and I don't want to get stuck with Burnley and Luton players. If you're wildcarding in game weeks 8 to 10, then you can punt on them now and then you can sell them on your wildcard and it does make things a little bit easier, particularly for Luton because they do have a decent run of fixtures around that double. Yeah. There's a, there's a message in chat that just says like Jao Pedro to Morris is an easy move. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're sitting on Jao Pedro and again, that's kind of the situation I'm in. I think if you've got Jao Pedro and you, and you want to move off him, which is for fair reason, then, then go ahead. But I would say that like 
whilst we don't know how well Ferguson has recovered from his injury, I don't know whether it was one of those mystical international injuries that come up, but yeah. you know that Jao Pedro probably will play um, the next few games, obviously with Enciso out, etc. So, you know, Brighton are a two XG team, and so they will create chances. So he will get chances, and he mm. he could he could score points, and he's probably on penalties as well. So that's just yeah. something to be to be wary of. If you feel like you've been burned by having him and don't want him, fully get it. Just get rid of him. Yeah. And Morris is probably the one to go to. Yeah, if I was telling Jao Pedro this week, I would definitely buy Morris. I think uh, it's just that Bournemouth at home fixture next week that makes it a little bit tougher because you probably expect. You know, I, I mean, I might eat my words here, but given the two fixtures. I think Brighton will score more goals over the next two game weeks than Luton will. It's just how many of those Jao Pedro gets involved in and if you're certain he's going to start both. If you think he starts both, because is Welbeck still out? And Ciso is of yeah, course I don't, out. I, don't, I, don't, I think, I think Welbeck's going to be out, out for both. Ferguson's, so, Ferguson's probably back. Ferguson will probably be back by Bournemouth, I would say, if he's not back for this one. So... Yeah, I, if I had if I had Morris if I had Jao Pedro, I'd probably sell him for Morris. I think that's realistic. Yeah, I'm. My team's interesting because I don't have a lot to do with my team at the moment. So if I just quickly, if I get it up, I don't have loads. I'd I'd hate to be you. I I know it's hard. It's a hard life. <laughs> Tough I don't, life. We've got nothing to do. Just luxury transfers. <laughs> luxury transfers like for triple Luton going into their double game week. Effectively, is where we're at. Yes, that's why we play this game. Yeah. So, like, so my team at the moment, I've got Turner and Pickford in goal at the moment. I've got Chilwell, Udogi, Estupanan, then Saliba and Kobore on the bench. And I'm going to add Newcastle in there, right? I'm going to do Saliba to a Newcastle defender either this week or next week. Rashford, Fernandez, Saka and Buemo, Madison. And to be honest, I've made my bed with not buying Son. And then up front, I've got Jackson and Haaland. I have money in the bank to do Archer to Morris. And I just think I'm going to do it. And I'll just leave him on the bench for the next two weeks. Unless Jackson disappoints again, then I might play Morris home to Wolves versus Jackson at home to Villa next week. But I don't think I probably will. But unless someone's got some clever move, like my next two moves are Saliba to a Newcastle defender and Archer to Archer to Morris. I just don't see anything else that I've realistically got to do. And I've, I put a tweet out about this that me not having anything to do is basically going to force me to wildcard earlier than I want. Now, that sounds crazy, but because I've got no moves to do, I'm going to end up buying Luton players, and that's going to force me to wildcard in game week 8 to 10 because I don't want to burn transfers, so I'm going to buy Morris and I'm going to buy someone else. So I'll then end up wildcarding in game week 10 as a result. But I, I just I think Morris, 90 minutes, I don't think I'll captain him, right? I don't think I'm going to do that, but I think I will buy him for that week. There's just not enough good striker options otherwise, are there really? I mean, no. I was just looking back up and down the fixture ticker. I mean, you could you could just go to Jesus and you'll get Everton away, Bournemouth away, uh, Chelsea and then Sheffield United in 10. And I suppose if you wildcard in 10, you'll, you may go there anyway. Um, but I'm just looking down. I'm thinking like Brentford don't have any strikers unless you go on Whistler, but what's the point? And yeah. I would, I'd love to go on Taiwo, but Forrest's oh. XG is horrific. He practically has all terrible. of it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's true. He does get all of it, but it's just bad. I mean, that's just that's just a bit. I'd love to, I'd love to have him over yeah. over a Morris, but yeah, I suppose the difference is right. So Taiwo over the next three game weeks has Burnley, City, Brentford, whereas Morris has Fulham, Wolves, Everton, Burnley. I just don't see a world in which I would buy. In theory, yeah, the, the smart thing to do might be buy Taiwo because he continues to score goals, but I just wouldn't do it. Like I just would play the fixtures. He's not on pens either because of because of Gibbs White. So yeah, I would play the fixtures in this in this in this instance. And I was saying like offensive options are shot this year. It's weird because like this year, two years ago, we were like we don't want any strikers. Yeah. Last year we were like we need all the strikers, and then this year we we're sort of back to. Well, if the fixes aren't good enough, then we don't need strikers. I know we'll all go to like Watkins and, you know, if we get a semblance that, you know, Darwin starts a lot of minutes, you know, like he is going to be everyone's second striker in game week nine. Yeah. It, but there's just not really much else there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's not, 
Yeah, and we want so many midfielders. And I'm probably going to end up buying Watkins just because I want Villa cover and I don't have space in my midfield. So I'll just get Watkins instead of Derby because I've got the money and I've got nothing else to do with it. Interested again, just let us know in the chat if you're buying any Luton or Burnley players. Kabore, if you've got him, is interesting. I would just hold him for the next couple of weeks at the moment. But yeah, so I suppose the difference between us, I we'll talk about your team in a moment. Well, let's get that up now. So this is Adam's team for the weekend. You've already made your transfer. You brought in Son for Bowen. You've got no other transfers to make. I suppose your issues are, I suppose your 11th spot, which is either Colwell or Jao Pedro at the weekend. Yeah. To be honest, as a Chelsea fan, I'd bench Colwell. I'd play Jao Pedro. <laughs> um, not been impressed with us defensively over the past few weeks. But it's if you decide to take a to take a hit, it's just, is Jao Pedro to Morris worth a minus four? But it's, no, the, it's, it's, it's the Bournemouth it, it's, game. It's not. It, it is. It, it's not really worth a hit. And, you know, Baker was giving me hell yesterday on this because I kind of have laser focus. I get I get blinkers on when I get double defence. And I'm like, if I if I have double defence, I have to play the double defence because I either want all the cleans or I get no cleans. And then I just get to be angry and that's fine. If I have one on the pitch and one on the bench and they clean, that's like the worst possible scenario because why didn't I have both on the pitch? And I just don't like hedging. I just don't like that sort of hedging stuff. So, yeah, it's a really awkward spot for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, it's a challenge. So, you know, arguably, I mean, look, arguably, Kabore is probably a better option than Colwell <laughs> this week. Yeah, if, if he, he starts. Gonna, if he was going to play. If he, if he was nailed, if he was nailed, obviously, yeah. yeah. Then Kabore would be um, an option. So... I don't know what I'm going to do. There isn't a good enough. There isn't a good enough forward option to move from Jal Pedro in my mind to work to warrant a hit. Yeah. It may just mean that I play Jal Pedro, but yeah, uh, that's where I am at the moment. Um, I mean, I didn't. Did I miss who you had to captain? You captaining Harland? Yeah, I don't have Son. I'm going to be on Harland. Oh yeah, you said yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think this is a perfect opportunity to go against Harland this week. Um, you know, we'll see how he does uh, later on tonight against Georgia. Maybe he gets a little niggle or something. That would that would certainly spice things upset up. the apple cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, Son Son this week is a is a good captain option for me. Yeah. And look, if you don't know me already, I'm a Spurs fan. So you know, having the captaincy armband, I get double pleasure and double pain from from Tottenham this yeah. weekend, which is which is fine. Ange Ball's great, and it's good fun to watch. And Son will get a lot of chances and hopefully you know, he gets a lot of points and that's cool. what I'm hoping for plans for the next couple of weeks you say you want you're probably going to do like Saliba to Newcastle cover at some point I imagine or, or, or Kabore or Colwell yeah I mean money. I've got 3.8 3.8 million in the bank so I can do whatever I want if I'm going to wild card around like game week 8 so I can do that that's that's easy enough yeah I will need some Newcastle cover uh, for sure it's just about who next yeah. week yeah. and then it's and then again like like we said though you know doing that defensive transfer next week like then like when do i go to morris like, like i yeah. still have to take a hit to get morris in and then i get one less good transfer so I'm, I'm, i might not even end up there unless i want to do a one week punt in game week seven but then i'd have to commit to game week eight as a wild card yeah um but then that also feels like a like a game week 38 hit like yeah. like it just feels like it has to pay off in one week. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And they're not easy to justify. Yeah. Could you not do Saliba to, or like one of the defenders to like your Newcastle defender next week and then into seven, you can do Pedro to to Morris. I suppose in game week eight, it does leave you a little bit short up front because he has Spurs in in that fixture, I think. Game yeah, but eight's, eight's, a wild, eight's a potential wildcard week as well. So yeah. Yeah, I could, I could do that. But you could play Archer away at Fulham instead and just bench Morris. Yeah, easy enough. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those ones that I think you're in a position that actually, I like. I think a lot of us can be buying Luton players for the for the sake of it, and I wouldn't get. I don't think it doesn't sound like you are, but I wouldn't necessarily get blinkered by it. Cool. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, Newcastle defense for you feels like a, the priority. This is this is my team. So I got the transfer page up. My my plan over the next couple of weeks or or this week is is Archer up to Archer up to Morris and then Saliba up to 
Annoyingly, it was going to be Trippier, but Morris blocks Trippier. I then don't have enough in the bank, so I would have to do Morris to probably Fabian Shah is probably the plan over the next couple of weeks. Seems reasonable. I don't have loads else to do. If something goes horribly wrong, then I can easily abort on Morris. I'll probably do the Newcastle one this week just because I feel like that's more of a priority than than buying a, a Luton forward. This is... There we go. Off screen. But yeah, if it was like, again, the, you know, last week we spoke about Sterling and Madison. This week we spoke about Son all the time. Next week we're going to talk about people buying Newcastle defenders for, for five days before the game week. It feels like feels like there's a strong narrative next week. But I, yeah, I'm going to keep Kabore. The only thing I'm interested in with my team is if Kabore is going to start the double. I have the choice of playing Kabore in the double or Estupanan away at Aston Villa. Which would you start? Um, I, I think you've got to go with the minutes. I think you've got to go with the minutes. Yeah. God. I think uh, Brighton defensively aren't great either. So yeah, it's just he'll a... get he'll get he will get pushed back by. I mean, he's going to have Diaby on that side as well. Like that's going to be yeah, proper true. pain for him. Yeah, true. I'd start Kabore. Cool. So we have done. We did looking at the fixtures. So again, wildcard windows. Game week eight to ten allows you to target Luton potentially. It allows you to get on Liverpool. You could wait till the end of the Liverpool fixture swing or you could wait until the last minute after that Manchester City blank are probably the three options we have. The Son dilemma is difficult if you have a Saka, Bruno, Rashford. Rashford feels like a hold. Saka and Son, Saka and Bruno, you can have arguments to sell them, but I personally am going to keep. The double, if you've got luxury transfers, fine, but it's only worth it if you've got a luxury transfer. It's probably what we've concluded. An hour's long chat in... 30 seconds yeah pretty much cool we do have i'll let you i know you're you're in the office you want to be getting home so we won't do too I'm, many uh, i don't i don't have anywhere to be mate i'm good until i'm good for another like half an hour not that i'm asking for half an hour's worth of questions but i'm good for another half an hour we're good cool. so we will do a few of the questions from the chat my new favorite addition to burning questions is getting the chaps on screen people love it so fire your questions in we will do some of those um as as we go through Thoughts on, first one from Noah, thoughts on Gabriel Jesus returning. He's in one of my, if I was buying a forward, I would consider it. The only thing is the fixtures over the next five are not great. They'd have, I think, Spurs, City and Chelsea all in their next five. So I probably wouldn't be buying him. But if you have, if you would, if you're in a position where you have him, it's one of those things where the next three fixtures look good, the next five look bad. I mean, he makes Arsenal a better team. Like they're yeah. they're a better attacking team with Jesus in there. Like it just Miles better as well. I mean, he improves everybody. So Odegaard becomes a better asset. Saka becomes a better asset. Martinelli becomes a better asset just because he moves the defense around. Yeah. And if if he comes in, like if he's anything like the first few game weeks of last season, you know, I the only thing that's probably keeping me from actually considering him is game week six and that's just because it's Tottenham so if you want to take that bias away I think he's a really good option Everton then Bournemouth and then you've even got like Chelsea Sheffield United he's got Burnley all within the next seven game weeks seven eight game weeks like good yeah. fixtures there, yeah. there are some tough ones in there everyone's gonna you're always gonna encounter some tough fixtures obviously like Villa move into good fixtures but there's not there's not too many teams that have forwards that move into good fixtures especially of that quality as well yeah again a lot of these come with a caveat i suppose of when you're going to wildcard if you're wildcarding in uh yeah. in like eight or ten then buying him makes or ten it makes a little bit less sense but depends on on your window i agree they they look so much better with him in the team I, as long as they revert back i don't want them to but as long as they revert i've got to take these blinkers off honestly um if they revert back to the style of football that they were they were playing you know, the attacking aggressive, like, but literally pounding teams at the start of games and stuff like that, then, you know, he'll be, he'll, he'll get loads of points over the next few weeks. Cool. Meg says, best defenders to bring in in order to bench Udogi in game week six or seven, fairly comfortable. It's who you can afford from Newcastle. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Cool. Uh, if you had Matoma, 
how would you feel about him? And this person has, would you do Matoma to Son about for a minus four? So first off, if you had Matoma, would you be selling in this week? I think there's enough good midfielders that if you've got a spare transfer, I would. And I'd probably do Matoma to Son for a hit, I think. I think if you look at yeah, you with, with, I mean, say Brighton are a two XG team, but United, Liverpool, City and Villa in the next five, you know, I would move him now and then come back to him in game week 10 if you want yeah. him. Um, it may be that another midfielder pops his head up. I mean, I like the look of March as well, but again, game week 10 is probably when you want, when you want to reconsider that. I'd, I'd get rid of him now. Cool. So if you've got news that, uh, well, particularly Alvarez wasn't going to start in game week five, if you got if we get a leak that he's not going to play, would you bench him and hope he comes back in game week six or would you, would you sell him in who to? I think, I mean, I'm going wow. to talk about Morris a lot, but I think I'd, <laughs> I, pr- I probably would. It's, it, I, if I was going to sell him, yeah, I I'd think sell him, to, sell him Morris. Just go to Morris. Yeah, no, I, I can, I, I would agree with that. But it's it's whether I sell him. The they have Forest at home in the fixture afterwards, but it comes after a Champions League game. But and then uh, they'll have Wolves after that, and then that's the that's the week where they play Newcastle in the League Cup, I think, isn't it? Yeah, game week after, seven around there. Yes, after it or is it after game week six? Let me get that. It's it's around it's around there as well. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they play. They play the league. So they play game week five, then Champions League. Game week six, then the cup. Then game week seven, then Champions League. So they have midweek all after all of the next three. If I mean, that should be fine, it's City, right? They they, yeah. they know how to play twice a week. Yeah, I I just think if I knew that Alvarez was going to be benched in this one, people are starting to wonder whether he's going to play loads of minutes now because he's played all of the first four. If he doesn't start in game week five, that for me all that is is just reminding me that he's he's not nailed, and I probably would sell him. I'd also say, yeah, but it's situational, right? I mean, how we would probably be guessing, but you know, we know we all know where he's playing tonight, right? We all yeah. know that he's playing in Bolivia at twelve thousand feet. Yeah, you, everyone saw the pictures of the Brazil guys coming off the pitch at the weekend with you know sitting in the change room with oxygen tanks and stuff like that, you know, just to try and you know, maintain their oxygen levels up there. Like, yeah, it's going to be, t- it's going to be tough for, for him to come back and, um, you know, playing that, playing that West Ham game. Yeah. But if he's fit and ready to go, then I think Pep will play him. Yeah. I think he's given shown enough in the first four games. If he's actually healthy and, you know, that's something that we can't know, but if he's healthy, then he'll play. Yeah. Cool. Paul says, so you're worried about City rotation, but not Newcastle. I suppose the caveat is City have much better squad depth than maybe Newcastle does. And we think that the Newcastle attack in particular is a no-go with Champions League. It's only the Newcastle defence that we're quite we're quite bullish off. We just cool. don't know what's going to happen in the Premier League, right? That's yeah. that's the thing. Like, I think we can be pretty comfortable in one or even both the fixtures. It'll be like Isaac starts and then game state will dictate whether it's a straight swap or it's Wilson comes up alongside him. Mm-hmm. You know, it could mean that Champions League, he, he comes along alongside him. They've got tough yeah. games. Um, maybe that's not needed in the Premier League. Maybe they just straight swap at 60 minutes. And But we don't know who's going to start. It's it's a real jungle to try and try and work out what's, what's going on, yeah. what's going on with Newcastle attack. Cool. Uh, question on Saka. So he's had a wonder strike, a penalty which he we know he's sharing and they say a jammy assist to Rice. Underlying stats look decent, but he's not looking great on the pitch. How do we feel he is going forward? So I've got Son and I'm quite happy with him for the next three, but I don't think he's... I don't think he's uh, going to... I don't know how to put it, but I don't think he's an incredible asset this season so far. So far. We'll yeah. see. We're in the four games. Say, J- Jesus... Jesus can completely change the dynamic of that side. Yeah. True. That's true. And Martinelli owners will know all about that. Um, yes. Someone asked in the chat, I'm seeing news reports of Son injury. So there was some fake reports going around early today and he is currently on the pitch 
for South Korea. So I'd hope that he is fine and he hasn't been subbed off either. So there is nothing to worry about with Hyunmin Son. Um, so where have we gone? Um, we'll do a couple more. Uh, where haven't we? So so Estupanan versus Saliba is a big benching decision this week. I'm starting Estupanan because I don't think either will keep a clean sheet. Have you got... No, you don't have a Estupanan. If you had both of those, it feels like a common question. Would you play Saliba versus Everton or Estupanan for the attacking threat? I'd play Saliba versus Everton. Interesting. Sim- simple, simple as that. I mean, I know Everton have had easy fixtures so far. This is their first tough fixture. I think they'll come back... That- There'll be Arsenal will control the game this weekend. Hmm. I just think he'll be because you you are just relying on Estupinan's attacking threat, right? Yeah, and he does stupid stuff. So, like he was offside in the last two minutes of the the game against Newcastle, and then they conceded. So that's whilst that doesn't doesn't really matter for the game, like it didn't hmm. matter for the game whatsoever. Everyone's just everyone loses four points in in, in fantasy because of it. He's just non-stop, head down, like, wrong end of the pitch when it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fine. He's he's going to be up against Juan Bissaka, who's one of the best one-to-one um, defenders in the Premier League, probably, still. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Ah, oh, you're making me regret my... De- well, think about my decision. <laughs> yeah. You've got time. I've got time. Cool. We will go to... Um... One, one more. So, if you have Salah at the moment, presumably you're going to hold him. Is there any? Actually, we'll do two more. So, if you've got Salah this week, is that is Son the only person that you consider captaining over Haaland this week? Uh, I think I don't think I'd captain Salah over over Haaland this week. But I not away. Well, well yeah. away. Son's away, isn't he? As well, no, Son's at home. Son's at home. Sorry. Son's at home. No, not not away. And yeah, I just whilst Salah has returned in every game, I haven't felt in any of the games that he could have exploded. Mm-hmm. I just haven't felt it. I mean, he, like he feels like a good. This is terrible. A good eight to eight and a half million pound asset right now. Like if yeah. he was if he was eight and a half million quid and he ticked over with like assist, assist, goal, assist. Like, I mean, amazing, brilliant, but. Yeah. Does that matter? From a captaincy point of view, it probably does. Yeah. So I would probably just... I think Son... I, th- I actually think Madison's not a bad shout this week as well. Mm. Um, cool. Other than that, on. Cool. Final one is on the Chelsea defence. I mean, generally, I'd say still keep for the next... I'd say next four, but the difficult fixtures are away from home. I'm not surprised if we keep one clean sheet in the next four. The easy ones, you mean? Yeah. The easy fixtures are away. Yeah, yeah. Home. The Villa fixture is at home, but I don't expect a clean yeah. sheet against them. Um, Chilwell, like, is a keep. Colwell is probably fine to keep, but if you need to sell a defender, I don't think it's awful. How do you feel? Do on... we know? If, do we know if? Do we know if Mudrick was just cramp, or do we know if he's actually injured? Why we don't know. I don't know because because that's obviously because that's obviously a big question because yeah you know Mudrick comes on and then Chilwell comes off because they both occupy the same space on the pitch ah oh, they shouldn't though they, they shouldn't no in theory, in theory they in. shouldn't but but this no, this Chilwell experiment needs to come to an end sooner rather than later what you mean you want, you want to send him further back up the pitch oh Chilwell you want him to go be further back rather than further forward. Yeah, I need him to be playing where he deserve, where he should be at left back. Yeah, rather than playing okay. Cole Cole at left back and Chilwell at left wing. Like it's not, it's not a back five. People are like, oh, Chelsea are playing a back five. No, we're playing a back four with Chilwell basically as part of our front three. Like, I, I think it, I think he'll change it. He just needs a, a left winger that he trusts and is fit. Which he, I don't know if he trusts Madrid yet. Which is why we might end up staying with it. Which is good and bad for Chilwell because he'll get subbed off early but I think they're fine to hold for now yeah cool it's just the problem is it just feels like fine just feels boring but yeah. I agree I, the thing fine is there aren't like there aren't enough defenders performing well at the moment that I need to sell them there isn't apart from Newcastle hopefully from next week but again we're trying to predict a change in fortune for them 
it's not like I'm looking at loads of defenders that I think we should all be owning at the moment. So they, yeah, yeah fair enough, are fine. And Reese James, I don't think will be back for game week five. So Gusto owners will probably get another week out of him. And then he'll probably get injured again in two weeks. So <laughs> Standard. Standard. Cool. Well, we have, that is all for today. We've been live for just about an hour. Thank you very much for having me on, Adam. I've got too much to think about now with, with my team and whether I should buy a Luton players, but I appreciate you. Can I stop you there? Can I stop you there? You said thanks for having me on, like you've come on our podcast again. You're so used to coming on sorry. our podcast. Sorry, sorry, it is. Thanked, you've thanked thanks. me for, for coming on. <laughs> no, I should be thanking you for, for letting that, me come thank on you. Here. Thank you for coming on is what I meant. Well said, that's it. Thanks for coming on. Um, guys, I'm going to put the link to his channel in the chat. They are 40 subscribers away from 6K. And I know there are more than 40 of you in here who can go and help them cross the line. So if you've not got anything else to do this evening, just click that link in the uh, chat. But yeah, Adam, thank you very much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, once we got once I switched to 4G, everything was fine. Like everything once we got the fine. tech stuff sorted out. But that's that's the world we live in. We're not we're not production people in that no. sense. So occasionally things go wrong, but you know you keep you keep the ball moving. And, uh, you know, we got there in the end, so that's good. Uh, Perfect. Thank you for having me on, mate, I should say. <laughs> I was just putting words in your mouth. I was just tearing you up for it. Cool. Every, no, I appreciate all, it. No worries. Cool. All viewers, I hope you found it useful. 400 of you in the chat. If you guys could just drop a like, we're 25 likes away from hitting 100 as well on the stream before you head off. Would be much appreciated. We'll be back next Monday in our usual lunchtime spot to have a look at how game week... Uh, five goes and whether we all should have bought son or whether he moves back to the left wing and richardson ends up playing up front again right thank you all have a lovely remainder of your evening morning whatever it is uh now for you and we'll be back again next week